Hello and welcome to the Dr. Jones Podcast. This is episode 73. In today's episode, I'm discussing the benefits of a wonderful new remedy for immune support as an antibacterial and even for cancer. What you need to know about yeast and your pets. A healthy tea for people that can really help your dog or cat. Veterinary Secrets is on all your favorite podcast apps. I'd love it if you'd subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Lastly, I encourage you to get a copy of my free book. It's at www.veterinarysecrets.com forward slash news. Now let's get right into today's podcast. Currently, there are two very sick people in my house. Fortunately, I'm not one of them, but I'm dealing with a lack of sleep because of all the coughing. No question, this encouraged me to do a little bit more research. We're dealing with the upper respiratory viral infection slash flu. So I've been using a few of the things that I've discussed on the podcast, but I thought like there's got to be something else. I did a bit more research and ta-da, we've got a brand new remedy that is also very helpful for our pets. I don't know why I haven't come on it sooner. I've had more than a few uh, subscribers say, talk, Dr. Jones, why don't you talk about this remedy? Fortunately, I've come on to it and guess what? You guys get to be the benefit. So currently both my wife and my son are taking this new antiviral anti-cough concoction, which I'm going to detail after this segment. So what is it? It is olive leaf extract. And these are some of the olive leaf extract benefits for your dogs and cats. More and more studies are proving that olive leaf extract is a powerful medicinal tool with benefits including immune support, increased energy, and promoting healthy blood pressure. Because of the promising scientific studies indicating its medicinal potential, olive leaf continues to gain recognition for its various health benefits. So what is olive leaf extract? Well, olive leaf extract comes from the leaves of the olive tree called Olalia europea. In the early 1800s, crushed olive leaves were used in drinks to lower fevers. A few decades later, they're used in a tea as a treatment for malaria. In Morocco, olive leaf is infused in order to stabilize blood sugar and help control diabetes. The medicinal benefits of this olive leaf extract come from some of the specific powerful compounds within the plant. The one that's probably most important is called oliropine. It's one of the primary compounds in olive leaf, and it's attracted attention since the early 1900s. It has antiviral, antibacterial, and antifungal properties. Studies have found that oliropine, which is a polyphenol, is a potent antioxidant that helps lower blood pressure naturally and also help prevent cardiovascular disease. Oloropine also displayed anti-cancer functions when it made tumors in animals regress or disappear. So what are some of the specific health benefits? First, helping lower blood pressure. There's a 2011 study which evaluated the effectiveness of olive leaf extract in comparison to a medication that is given to people for high blood pressure called Captopril. 500 milligrams of olive leaf extract taken twice daily for eight weeks significantly reduced blood pressure. While both olive leaf extracts and captopril were able to prevent high blood pressure levels, the olive leaf treatment also res- resulted in a reduction of triglyceride levels, i.e. reducing bad cholesterol. Plus, unlike olive leaf, you know, it avoided all these serious secondary side effects that you'll take with the conventional medication, i.e. the captopril. It helps improve cardiovascular health. Olive leaves have been used as a herbal tonic to support cardiovascular function for thousands of years. You know, high doses of olive leaf extract have been shown to help reduce elevated LDL cholesterol and assist in maintaining normal blood pressure. Oloropine, the main glycoside present in the olive leaf, and hydroxidosol, the principal product of oloropine that is present in olives and olive leaf extract, have been linked to reduction of coronary heart disease and certain cancers. 
There was one study that was done at the School of Biomedical Sciences in Australia, and they examined rats that were fed a high-fat and high-carb diet for 16 weeks. The rats that were not treated developed signs of elevated abdominal and hepatic fat deposition, collagen deposition in heart and liver, cardiac stiffness, and oxidative stress markers. The rats that were treated with olive leaf extract had improved or normalized cardiovascular, liver function, and metabolic signs. The study suggests that the olive leaf extracts may be able to reverse cardiovascular stress and chronic disease-causing inflammation in people. Helping fight diabetes. I think this is more relevant to many of our dogs and our cats. One study conducted in Greece measured the effects of olive leaf extracts on the formation of things called advanced glycation end products, known as AGEs, which are substances that can be a factor in the development of diabetes and many other chronic diseases. Inhibiting AGE formation is a preventive and therapeutic target for patients with diabetes, and this 2013 study found that olive leaf extract did just that, working to improve diabetes symptoms naturally. And in particular, with some of the uses with our dogs and our cats, they're actually seeing it being a natural hypoglycemic. So what it's able to do is actually just help lower the level of the blood sugar levels. So you want to make sure that if you're going to be start using olive leaf extract, you're doing it in conjunction with your veterinarian, so they know that you may have to, like I either decrease the insulin level and hopefully uh, get your animal off of insulin. Cancer help. All leaves may play an important role in fighting cancer because of their ability to stop the angiogenic process, which stimulates the growth of tumors. This is where it's called new blood vessel formation. Uh, Oluropine, which has an antioxidant, and also has anti-angiogenic effects by inhibiting the reproduction and the migration of advanced tumor cells. This one 2009 study conducted in Greece showed for the first time that all leaf extracts have strong antioxidant potency and inhibit cancer and endothelial cell reproduction. Olive leaf extracts slowed the growth of cells associated with breast cancer, urinary bladder cancer, and brain cancer. Helping improve brain function. Another olive leaf benefit of its positive effects on the brain function. Oldoropine, once again, helps reduce the symptoms or occurrence of age-related disorders, such as dementia and Alzheimer's disease. So think about our dogs that have cognitive dysfunction, or even some of our cats that have cognitive dysfunction. Basically, what they're seeing is we know that there's a key inflammatory link to it. If we can get a pretty potent antioxidant supplementing our dogs or cats, we may see a decrease in you know, some of these secondary signs that we see in cognitive dysfunction. Acting as a natural antibacterial. An important olive leaf benefit is, is its ability to fight off infections, right? Such as meningitis, pneumonia, ear infections, dental disease, i.e. gingivitis, even urinary tract infections. A study done in 2003 proved that olive leaf extracts have an antimicrobial effect against bacteria. They suggest that the olive leaf works as a natural antibiotic due to its ability to fight off some bacterial infections. In this one study, the olive leaf extracts kill almost all the bacteria tested, and even some of the fungi, i.e. the dermatophytes, that were found in skin, hair, and nails. And even was effective against E. coli, you know, some of the more common bacteria you might see in the gut, or some of the causes of urinary tract infections in our animals. It can help boost the immune system, but in particular, uh, be effective against viruses. The olive leaf extract has antiviral properties, giving it the ability to fight off or prevent the common cold, as well as potentially treat some of the other dangerous viruses. Research shows that the olive leaf extract effect effectively fight against a number of disease-causing microbes, including some of the viruses that cause influenza and the other respiratory infections. In fact, the one olive leaf is so beneficial to our health that in this one study done at the New York University School of Medicine, they found that olive leaf extract reversed many HIV infection-associated changes. 
A study done in 2019 found that when olive leaf extract was given to high school athletes for nine weeks during their competitive season, there was almost a 30% reduction in sick days taken by those supplemented with the olive leaf. So is it safe? When olive leaf extract is used in appropriate amounts, it's generally safe. It may cause mild gastrointestinal side effects, so you want to start small and be aware of this. There's few to no secondary drug interactions, but if you're treating an animal that is diabetic, be aware that you may need to lower insulin doses, so use this in conjunction with your veterinarian. So what are the doses? Well, first, these are the published human doses. You can get it as an olive leaf extract capsule and also as a soft gel. Capsules can be taken to help support the immune system or just all the array of different uh, diseases that we just discussed. The standard olive leaf extract dose ranges from 500 to 1,000 milligrams per day. It's best to give it in sort of daily divided doses like two to three times a day and taking it with food. You can also consider using olive leaf tea for immunity. Most natural health stars are going to have it. You can even drink just olive leaf tea daily just to overall boost immune function, potentially reduce inflammation. So once again, that's a, I think a really good option when we're thinking about some of our animals as far as like, is there a way we can give it to them daily, keep them healthy? Maybe just, you know, we're substituting instead of them just eating water, they're having olive leaf tea. What are some of the dog and cat doses? Well, first the dose range is anywhere between one milligram to five milligrams per pound twice daily. My thoughts would be to start at the lower end yeah, and slowly up that, you know, assuming there's no vomiting or diarrhea. No question, I would be using this as a new antiviral and as quote unquote, a new natural antibiotic. For example, I would consider using this on my dog or cat with a skin or bladder infection or even kennel cough. When I was just talking about earlier, those two sick people in my house, well, I made up my new antiviral anti-cough concoction and I'm pretty happy to report after two days, both of them are on the mend. This is what it includes. 2000 milligrams of elderberry concentrate, they're getting that twice a day. Two mils of licorice root tincture, they're getting that twice a day, combined with 500 milligrams of olive leaf extract twice a day, along with I'm sort of mixing up that concoction with one tablespoon of honey. What you need to know about yeast. Yes, yeast, it's an organism that may help bread rise, but there are many yeast species, and the one that concerns me, it's often overlooked, often misdiagnosed, is what can cause our dogs to smell and to itch. So what is yeast? They are spore-like forms of fungi. Malassezia dermatitis is a fungal infection of the skin, very common in our dogs. When would you suspect yeast? They're itchy, crusty, and smelly. Often a dog starts out with a rash or a simple itching, but the skin can thicken to an elephant skin appearance. The itch is extreme and the odor can be especially just smelly. Parts of the body, their entire body can be affected. Uh, most common you're seeing it in these skin folds, right? So under the armpits, for example. Yeast are normal skin inhabitants, but the problem is that you get an allergy, they overgrow, and then they can be the primary problem. They're the things causing the itching. So generally, you should be thinking about yeast if your dog has chronic allergy, increased itching and scratching, becomes less responsive to treatment, i.e. prednisone, has this really strong doggy odor that comes back right after a bath. There are certain breeds predisposed, including Westies, Bassets, Cockers, Silkies, Chihuahuas, Poodles, Shetland Sheepdogs, Lasses, and Dachshunds. How is this confirmed? Your veterinarian can easily confirm this by using a small amount of tape on the affected skin, staining the tape at the clinic, and seeing the yeast organism under the microscope. In practice, I did this hundreds of times. How to treat. The basis is shampoo, but it must be left on for a minimum of 10 minutes to be effective. Initially, shampoo twice a week to start, then once weekly to eliminate the yeast, i.e. for four weeks total as needed. First, there's the conventional veterinary shampoos, these decreasing shampoos such as benzoyl peroxide, i.e. pyoban, sulfur salicylate shampoos, i.e. sabolite, sabolac, 
And there are some specifically anti-yeast shampoos. Some 4% chlorhexidine shampoos called chlorhexiderm or malisab uh, may also help kill the yeast. And there's quote unquote the people shampoos such as Celsin Blue, Myconazole shampoo, Nizerol shampoo. These are the anti-dandruff shampoos for people. You know, and in practice, I often use Celsin Blue and it worked really well. Lastly, you can consider this homemade dog anti-yeast shampoo. It includes three quarters of a cup of water or three quarters of a cup of green tea, two tablespoons of Castile soap, two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, along with 10 drops of lavender essential oil. The Castile soap is an all natural concentrated oil-based soap you can get from any natural health stores. It's a great base for any soap or cleaning product. It's made from olive oil, hemp oil, and coconut oil. I'm now using it as my own homemade natural cleaning spray as well. Apple cider vinegar is great for killing yeast and common skin bacteria that produce the odor. The lavender oil is also effective at killing yeast, bacteria, and producing a wonderful smell. You want to mix it all together, soak your dog well, but you want to leave it on for a full 10 minutes and then time it and then rinse it off. You can consider topical treatment. You can spray on diluted apple cider vinegar. I prefer a solution of three quarters cup water, a quarter cup of apple cider vinegar mixed in a spray bottle. Just spray the yeasty areas. And if you add in the lavender, it'll give your dog a nice smell. Lastly, consider feeding your dog some anti-yeast ingredients. Garlic is specifically anti-yeast. You can safely feed a dog a quarter of a garlic clove per 20 pounds of body weight daily. You can also feed apple cider vinegar at one teaspoon per 10 pounds of body weight twice daily. And both of these have anti-yeast and it may also help with digestion. Now the last part of today's podcast, a tea that's great for people, could also be good for your dog. It's called rooibos tea. It's best known for its antioxidant properties, although research has shown that it also offers other advantages as well. The biggest potential benefits are antioxidant content in general and some liver protection. It contains no caffeine or tannins. It's rich in vitamin C and boasts two flavonoids, including quercetin and lutein, which have cancer-fighting properties. Quercetin is also nature's antihistamine. Rooibos has been shown to help some dogs with allergies and hot spots, digestive issues, and stress in people and dogs. Some holistic veterinarians are recommending Roibos is a safe alternative to allopathic cortisone. This one veterinarian says Roibos tea is my number one choice of herbal tea for daily use as part of a healthy diet for dogs. The rich red tea is an anti-inflammatory with the power to help fight allergies and cancer and boost the immune system. How can you give Roibos tea to your dog? Roibos is finding its way into a number of growing health products for dogs including treats, shampoos, and anti-itch oils. You can also buy it as a loose tea leaves or powder or make your own tea at home. Simply brew the tea, allow it to cool, store it in a glass jar in your fridge, and just add it to your dog's meal. The liquid tea can also be used topically in the form of a soothing rinse or soak to help ease skin discomfort like itching, scratching, and hot spots, or as a soak for irritated paws. The tea powder can also be combined with a little aloe vera gel uh, to make a soothing compress. It's definitely worth checking out. I really I like it myself as a tea. It makes huge sense. It's also beneficial for our dogs. Here's a summary of some of the potential benefits. It's anti-inflammatory and antiviral. Helps it relieve stress. It's naturally relaxing. It is antispasmodic and it can help soothe an upset stomach. It's rich in minerals such as calcium, manganese, and fluoride. It has anti-cancer properties. It helps boost circulation and may help prevent bleeding. It's great for the skin. It may be beneficial for the treatment of hot spots, itching, and dry skin. That concludes this edition of the Dr. Jones Podcast. Once again, thanks for listening. I post all these podcasts up on my blog at veterinarysecrets.com forward slash blog. And lastly, if you've yet to do so, I encourage you to copy my free book. It's at veterinarysecrets.com forward slash news. 